going on, everyone? Welcome back to episode nine of our Shell Stars podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about a couple more signings happening around the league. Nothing major happened as we're still in the off season. But today, we're going to finish off our fantasy rankings with the top 10 centers. <clears throat> we left the centers for last as we felt kind of this is more of a crucial position in terms of fantasy. And some or most of the best players in the NHL fill the center position. Um, we also have another fan interaction question that we asked last week that we're going to be talking about, which we'll probably be doing every week here on out because they're fun to do and it's good to get everybody kind of involved. Max, uh, you want to discuss some of the first contract signings there? Yeah, thank you, Mikey, and uh, welcome back, everyone listening. Uh, so, like you said, we only have three kind of signings really to go over here. Um, Firstly, I want to immediately go to Kyle after this one because Evan Rodriguez, after initially being rumored to go to the Canucks, ends up signing for one year, two mil. Uh, Kyle, give us your thoughts on that since you're the Avs fan here. Yeah, it was a steal of a deal. Was he was he rumored to go to the Canucks? Is that what's I, I do remember there being a thing. Uh, Mikey can probably confirm that, though. Yeah, there was rumors, but... There's nothing set in stone, as we've seen all throughout this offseason. None of the rumors honestly really came true. So, I mean, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Not one of them. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Super stoked. Finally, I have a second line center that's played second line center before. I still think New Hook will give Eber Autumn run for his money and try to fight for that role, but it's good to have a couple of guys that can fill in. Yeah be interesting to see you guys got plenty of options on an already stacked team so yeah make it better why don't you yeah because because <laughs> if new hook wasn't able to fill into that position then it was either going to be landis gog or branton and playing second line center so thankfully there's going to be a lot more versatility to line up with uh, somebody else who could fill in there is he uh is he uh gonna be as inconsistent as he was on colorado <laughs> Like oh. he was on Pittsburgh? Oh, probably. Hopefully not, but I mean, he was playing with Crosby and he was inconsistent, so nobody yeah. on the Avalanche is, is a better player than Sidney Crosby, so. <laughs> yeah, Mikey would truly know about his inconsistency after having him for about two weeks last year in fantasy. <laughs> yeah, man, like, come on. He was super hot, so I decided to pick up on free agency like anybody else would with a player like that you think they'll keep going but now nah, he literally just fell off the face of the earth as soon as i picked him up <laughs> like literally no benefits to it but new season i guess new team yeah. better team all right moving on here uh, next big news of for signings we have jordan kairu uh who was not a ufa as we all probably knew uh he's rfa next summer and he resigns uh for eight more years at 8.125 which is the same uh, as Robert Thomas, who they just signed earlier this summer as well. So they signed two younger uh, pieces long-term. Uh, Corey, Aaron, how about you guys chime in here? Yeah, I mean, I really like this one purely because of the age. Um, he's not like a fresh 21. He's not sort of getting over the hill at 30. Like 25 is a really good age to be signing for eight years like he's really going to be in his prime for most of that contract and it doesn't start till next year i believe too you were saying it is so yeah, yeah i'm a fan of that one Corey, another young player 
signed a long deal. Um, he's really only had one year uh, over a point per game, but again, they've locked him up long term. So kind of the norm that we're seeing uh, recently, kind of similar to Ottawa's deal with Tim Stutzle. So hopefully he works out for St. Louis and yeah. uh, seems like a good player. So. Yeah, very similar deal. Uh, pretty much all of them nowadays are that around that similar age mark, going for similar deals. Eight by eight. That seems to be the new eight by six that we saw a couple of years ago. Six by six. Yeah, <laughs> that too. Don't don't mention Louis Erickson. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and uh, pretty much last piece of news because there wasn't really much else uh, earlier today, actually. Uh, at least one of my favorite players and Canuck favorite over here, and I knew New York loved him a lot. Uh, Tyler Mott finally signs for Ottawa for one year, uh, just a bit over one mil. Uh, I think we can all say we definitely like this signing. I mean, he's just yeah, a I even good said, like, uh, depth yeah. addition, right? Like he's just a player that does everything that like, and he like never stops working hard. Like he's definitely going to be super helpful to Ottawa. And I know we were all probably a little bit sad they didn't come back to the Canucks at some point here. He was uh, he was great on the Canucks fourth line, man. Like the fact mm-hmm. that they couldn't even sign him for that much, like just to have a fourth line guy like that to play with Lazar and whoever yeah, else on tried. left wing. Yeah, that's the thing too. Like he played his he played his heart out in the playoffs and mm-hmm. played so well too when he was there. And even during the regular season, I know he missed some time with injury, but he came back and he was like still the same mod. I I yeah. definitely like him too, and I and I said that was a great signing earlier as well by Ottawa. They're keeping uh they're, they're keeping their like uh, signing streak like good signing streak alive. I'm trying to say like they they've made some they made some good uh they made some good signings this off season. Yeah. So why why was Mott not more coveted? Like, did he sign? What did he sign for? Can someone remind me? Is it one times one? It's one year, and then it's one point three five mil. Okay, like I mean, it wasn't didn't seem like there was a lot of teams after him, and he signed for relatively cheap. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah, like Aaron just kind of posed there. I think it kind of got cut off, but I wonder if the Canucks even tried to get him. Or if they're just too full of, you know, just an influx of forwards right now. Yeah. I would probably think not, but... Yeah. I would I'm curious so. how many offers he had. Yeah. And if he could just pick and choose where he went, or if... Because this late in free agency, I doubt, I doubt there was... Like, I'm yeah. sure that there were a couple teams interested, but I wonder what else is... Just a one year as well. Yeah. yeah, not much of a commitment whatsoever. Yeah, I doubt many teams offered, or he had many on the table, because I don't think teams would be waiting this long to see if he signed yeah. with them or not, because they kind of need to get their rosters together. So, yeah, who knows really if he was looking for more money or more term, and clearly didn't get it. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but a guy like that, you're not usually giving more than like a year or two to. No, definitely not. But he's definitely not Ottawa. at age, though, so I don't no. see anything wrong with getting him two or three years. Yeah. I wonder what else is going on behind the scenes that might keep teams away. <laughs> well, we'll never know, surely. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. But Ottawa, though, having like the best off season 
in recent memory of any team just went from yeah. a team that well we'll see we'll see oh oh you're totally right yeah yeah <laughs> on on paper though pretty impressive yeah i mean i for sure i like what they've done for sure the one thing okay. i can get over though is that they have not addressed their defense at all yeah they're really hoping that that jake sanderson can come in and play a lot of minutes because they've addressed you know they've added a lot of forwards and their top six is looking pretty lethal and even their bottom six is but their defense haven't changed and i feel like shabbat's still looking like he's gonna play 28 minutes a night basically so yeah we can yeah, probably move I, on I, here <laughs> i don't think relying on a rookie no to come in and definitely left is going to be good but in a, in a couple of years i don't see that being an issue mm -hmm. as long as i could continue to bring in another nhl caliber defense okay moving on um today we are ranking closing out our fantasy ranking so thank you for sticking with us through all the positions uh closing out with our top 10 centers <clears throat> from 10 down to one. And again, these are our uh, fantasy uh, rankings. So we're keeping in mind uh, point system for fantasy pools and things like that. And I have the honor of starting us off with number 10. So coming in at number 10 is Mika Zabanajad. Now, I've uh, had uh, the pleasure to have this player many a times in years past. And he has... Uh, done well for me in a lot of pools. The New York Rangers are a up-and-coming team. He's their top center. Only thing I'll say about Zabanajad is he's streaky. Like, this guy goes cold and then goes hot and just scores, like, back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back hat tricks, as I know Max knows, and then Thanks. he'll kind of go cold again. <laughs> yeah, but... Um, just for the listeners, like it seems every time I have Zabanajad, every time I play Max in, in fantasy, it seems like Zabanajad <laughs> just goes off and just has like the best week like in the history, and then, and then he'll disappear again until I play Max again. Um, <laughs> so that's just kind of our uh, inside yeah, joke. Thing. That always happens, man. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I think a solid pick. Uh, New York Rangers are getting better they're a good team he's going to be uh one of their top forwards um uh aaron do you have any comments uh with uh mika uh i think my main comment would be that you didn't include him in your top 10 rankings for <laughs> as a big savannah jad fan i mean the rest of us minus mikey all had him nine or ten but yeah that seems like a bit of an oversight on your part there yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, subconsciously, I just I want I don't want anybody else to pick him. So <laughs> I don't want you to know how Blame good the he reverse is. Reverse psychology. <laughs> you have a little reverse psychology in there. Um, I want to Kyle but, here with the Soros pick. Yeah. I I think when I was doing my rankings, I had him at ten, but I chose to slot. Uh, I switched and put JT Miller at ten, so he would fall at number eleven for me. So that's there okay uh moving up ahead 
Number nine, we have Sebastian Ajo. Um, kind of similar. So Carolina, again, really solid team. Uh, and this guy's their he's a uh, young hitting his prime player right now. He's their top line center. Um, been hitting uh, uh, career years, kind of progressing each year. And uh, I think we expect, we all expect uh, a good year from Carolina as well. I know I do. Um, looking at uh, where he was ranked, um, eight, nine, uh, nine again, 10. So I guess kind of similar to Savannah Um I'll, I'll go to Kyle. Uh, comments. Kyle had him at number nine. Any comments for Aho for us? I think Carolina got better this year. So, I mean, hopefully, um, with some of the additions that they made. So, they should be a team that's going to have a wicked season. And I think Aho will be one of the factors for that. Definitely, definitely. Um, any other comments, Max, Mikey, on uh, two players, the Banajet Aho coming in at 10 or 9? I mean, I don't mean to kind of put it back on you again, but <laughs> you're the only one that didn't have him in the top 10. <laughs> so I'm going to go right back to you here. Yeah, okay. I guess I had, um, look at my list, I guess I had, you know, some of our veterans like uh, Tavares and Stamkos over uh, some of these new guys. And um, again, I really just, don't want people to pick these players because I want to pick them. So I'm just trying to draw attention away from that. But uh, no, um, they're, they're probably 11, 12 for me. So um, again, uh, teams that are, like Kyle said, they're going to have great years. Um, so no, no, I don't, I wouldn't have them very low, but just, just a little outside of my top 10. That's all. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Number eight. Oh, number eight. That's me. Uh, we're gonna do Mr. Sidney Crosby at number eight. We have him listed there. Sidney Crosby. Obviously, everybody knows Sidney Crosby is one of the best centers to ever play in the NHL. Um, I think we had him a little bit lower just because of his previous injury. Um, previous injuries. Honestly, um, if he's healthy throughout a season, even at his age, he still puts up points. He plays with Jake Gensel. He'll play with, you know, any other left wing. He'll make, you know, they'll get a bunch of points together. If he stays healthy, he'll put up numbers, but that's just the if part about it. It's if he can stay healthy. I know Corey likes to take him a lot in fantasy, and uh, I don't know if it pays off, but <laughs> it could it could this season if he stays healthy, Corey. So hopefully he's your first-round pick again. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Sid's, uh, he's consistent when he's playing. Um, he's, he does, he just does so much for that team. So, you know, he's, and he's just put up like good seasons year after year after year. So yeah, as long as he stays healthy, I think it's a very consistent pick. Um, and I really liked watching his performance last playoff. Um, last postseason and i thought wow like this guy he still has it he's still coming to perform so yeah i still like crosby as a, as a maybe not a first round but definitely like top three for sure and not to uh, yeah like also if he stays healthy pittsburgh's gonna move up in the standings like they're not gonna end up 
kind of they did good last season for sure but i mean just in general like we've seen through recent years them winning the cup and everything like that as long as this guy's in the lineup as your center and your captain like you're gonna win games it's it's well, even more so yeah. like the team health because you look at the team and the <clears> amount of injuries they've dealt with like year to year like you talk about malkin you talk about Crosby, you know, you just keep going through all the lists, and they've had some very unfortunate timing with said injuries as well. So, with a healthy lineup, they are looking scary. But they're only getting they're only getting older. Like Malkin, Crosby, Latang. I don't see Pittsburgh having a great year, to be honest. Yeah, it's almost just a matter of time until they finally sort of go over that hump. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I think this the year. I don't think I don't know if they make the playoffs this year. Mm. Hot take. That's interesting. Yeah. Is, that a hot, is that a hot take? Really? I would. Yeah. Say I mean, so. Yeah. Considering <laughs> considering they made the playoffs every year. I was gonna say like, the last time they missed the playoffs. It's been a while. Uh. I, That's okay. I didn't mm. expect anybody to know off the top no. of their head. But <laughs> either way. Didn't they, if somebody didn't... did, that'd be crazy. Two thousand. Didn't they technically lose like that bubble playoffs in like the qualifying round? So they didn't technically qualify for the playoffs. Technicality, yeah. Technicality, maybe. Yeah. Could be wrong. Maybe yeah. They lost to like Columbus or something. No, they lost to Montreal. Oh no, yeah, it was Montreal. You're right. Yeah. Carey oh, Price, yeah. outstanding. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, enough about the best player to ever play in the NHL, Mr. Crosby. Um, <laughs> number <crazy>. seven. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm feeling like Corey right now. Uh, number seven, we got uh, the second fan favorite. Best player to play in the NHL. Yeah, the second best player to play in the NHL right now, in my opinion, is uh, JT Miller of the Vancouver Canucks. JT Miller at number seven. Uh I mean, we already talked about him so much throughout the podcast. So he hits, he'll score goals. He got 99 points in last season. He's got new, got a new kind of like top six with him. Maybe some new power play options potentially. I don't want to hype him up too much because Kyle is just going to bring down my mood in like about 10 <laughs> seconds and tell me why he's not going to get 99 points again. But I think uh, I think it's a safe bet putting them at putting him at seven because he does win faceoffs as well. And just like our pool, we count face-offs. It might not be a ton of points, but we do count face-offs. In our uh, fantasy, he hits and that's important. Gets points. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. all know how important that is. No, we don't. <laughs> I also just want to point out, uh, everybody had Miller on their list except for Kyle. So, so I'm also what? saying that. What? Read the asterisks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry. Had Miller sixth on winger rankings. Okay. Uh, so why do you consider him a winger? Because I'm used to him being a winger in like NHL. <laughs> He's considered left wing center on Yahoo, so we're gonna go with him at his center. Okay. But yeah, what are yeah. your uh, what are you guys' thoughts? I'll give I'll go I'll go to Kyle first because obviously fan favorite. We all kind of will have the same opinion, but Kyle. I just have him on there because he he's pretty well rounded when it comes to like the stats that he's generating, um, and he like when it comes to like blocks, hits, that kind of stuff, which is really huge in our league when you can find a player that's going to put up a few points and put up a few hits and blocks too. So mm. that's why I had him s- higher than I would usually have him. Uh, 
and I hope that he can repeat last season and make whoever owns him proud. Kyle, question: mm. Would you would you have him on your top ten center list? Um, judging him as a center. No, I would not. Where would you have him? Damn. Like. Um. Uh, probably like. He, he he would just barely miss based off of his performance last year and and outlook for next year. I'd say like twelfth, thirteenth kind of thing. Mm. I feel like that's a hot take. Because <laughs> he's just. Such I mean, a fancy at least weapon. he appreciates him a little. At least he appreciates I, I mean, him a little bit. That's kind of where I have him too. I don't think he's gonna hit the same numbers he hit last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll and and if he does, then I'll eat my words on it. But yeah. although I definitely think he'll do better than some of the other names you have there, <laughs> do, you, do you think he'll do better than Aho and Sabinajet? Mm, no. Or Hughes. Um, Hughes. Yeah, I would agree Hughes. with that one with Hughes. You agree that he'd be better than Hughes? Yes, I think I think, Hughes I think does he will. More. He does more, like Aaron said. Yeah. Yeah, see, 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 that's like the one thing that I kind of grappled with when I was putting Hughes at eight in my rankings was, okay, he doesn't hit, he doesn't block shots, so he's going to have to have a hell of a season power play Yeah, if you're in just a points league, then sure, Hughes is super valuable, but in our league, oh, yeah. where we value hits and blocks. That just kind of mm-hmm. gives yeah. Miller quite a bit of an edge. Yeah. He's such an yeah. asset to have on your team. Mm-hmm. I think Miller's going to repeat. I'm not even being biased. I think Miller's going to repeat what he did. How many did. points did he have? 99? He might not get 99, but he's going to be up there at least like 80, 90. Like he's going to pop off. Yeah, I think for sure, for sure. He's, he's point per game, easy. Yeah. There's just so yeah. many power play assists he gets as well, so... As long as that power play can stay going, it's definitely going to be mm-hmm. up there in points oh, yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. I always love how it's the Canucks players we have the longest talks about. I love it. <laughs> I was going to say, so should I move it along? Is we it... can literally, we'll talk a minute about Zabinijad and then <laughs> Miller will be on his team. This is definitely not a biased podcast. Well, we can also blame Kyle because he always kind of like needs to like pipe Antagonize. us down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What? Antagonize? That's such, <laughs> that's such an aggressive word. Are you saying I'm not allowed to voice my opinion? It's always antagonizing. It's fun. I'll, I'll give it to you. You're, you're <laughs> the one that brings all the negativity on this podcast. No! <laughs> I'll just shut up then. Moving on. All right. Number six. Uh, probably less of a discussion around this one. Uh, number six is uh, Steven Stamkos. I mean, pretty pretty obvious choice, I would say. He's on Tampa. When you're on a team like that, it's hard not to pick one of their top players in the top six. Um, consistent, other than his injury problems in the past. But the last few years have been, knock on wood, pretty good so far. And I mean, personally, I've enjoyed having him on my team before. So don't really have many complaints there. Um, Corey, you had him number nine on your rankings that's kind of interesting why is that uh, i think i just think tampa is going to regress a little bit i think they'll have a more uh, pedestrian kind of year um sam is still a great pick um 
Uh, and then I think kind of like you with the injuries, like I'm a little bit cautious since because he's had a couple healthy years. <laughs> I don't know if this year it's coming. Like, well, I mean, yeah, Aaron did just jinx. So. Oh no, I knocked on wood. It's okay. Did you? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> okay. It's okay, you guys. Aaron's knocked on wood, so. <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry. You can pick well, him. Yeah. <laughs> All the bad juju is. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure Stankwest really appreciates you knocking on wood there. <laughs> he definitely does. I'm on his side. But uh, I think that was just my thinking there. Yeah. Yeah, that's totally fair. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, let's move right on to number five, which is someone I know Max has a fond side for, and this is Barkov. I'm going to pass it right over to you for your opinion oh, here. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Whoa. Well, I wasn't ready for this, but uh, yeah. what can I say? I mean, he's, especially now with Huberto gone, the main man in Florida. Um, he really carries that team. Um, just an elite two-way player. Um, he's going to have a heavy workload this year as well. But I think there's not much you can knack about him. He does everything. He's always, I swear, over point per game. He has had some injury issues um, in the past, um, but for the most part, he's been pretty healthy um, and just someone I like having on my team. So no one take him, please. <laughs> can I? Uh, can I? Yeah. Hey, Corey. Corey, why do you yeah. have uh, Barkov down at seven? <laughs> my question. Look, you guys have, okay, he's not four or five. I have him at seven because um, I don't like Florida, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah he has hated, yeah. hated them. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, there's... Okay. I will say, like... you have, just above Barkov right now, you have Jack Eichel. So we can discuss yeah. this a little bit. How do you... No, no, you no, no, him? no, 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 no. Don't discuss this yet. Okay. <laughs> okay. I guess, just yeah. Just be prepared. You know what? We'll, yeah, we'll we'll wait on this one, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> I think there could be a bigger argument. Just a little preview, I guess. A little preview. Sneak okay. Yeah. I, I guess mean... we'll jump into number four. Or... Yeah, I don't really know. Yeah. Uh, number four, um, Stanley Cup champion Nathan McKinnon <laughs> is coming here. Um He's never hit 100 points, so I think this is the year that he hits 100 points. Um, obviously, I don't Bias, think he's... true? I, I mean, I hope we'll find out, right? If he can stay healthy. It, like, I find Colorado kind of, like, gives their stars a lot more rest days than than most of the other teams, so... He, he, he always misses, like, two or three game stretches a couple times during the year, so... It's been tough going, but I think he'll hit 100 points this season. Anyone else? Yeah, see, that's well, the main reason that I had him. Uh, all of you had him fourth. I had him fifth just because of that reason where he's just always missing games and he seems to just be injured for little stretches very consistently. So as much as he's probably a stronger player, it's just kind of unpredictable sometimes having him on your team. Yeah, I sure. agree. I've had him on my fantasy team and he also missed some patches here and there and i didn't really know about the whole resting thing but it makes sense since colorado does seem to have always you know just the extra two three days off almost and i don't think he's it is like for sure he's great in a playoff pool oh, if, you're yeah. well, if, you're, well, if you're playing in a playoff for the first round he's good and then he just gets quiet after that <laughs> okay i mean that's, that's just that's just <laughs> a fact I, 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 
have you seen his stats when it comes to like the first series versus like any other series he'll put up like two points per game the first series and then as soon as he has to face a bit harder competition uh, he just lets my car take over hey yeah yeah exactly he just lets the world's best defenseman take over um yeah, yeah. yeah and, and 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 back to the resting i don't think it's like rest i think it's just colorado's a bit more just like careful with like the little injuries and they're just able to kind of address that quicker before it turns into something bad although it does piss off me and a lot of other colorado avalanche fans because like it'll be like point minutes before puck drop and they're like ah ranton is not going to play it tonight and then and then he's out for like a week for what seems like no reason. <laughs> um, hopping into number three, um, we got Leon Dreisaitl. Um I mean, what what else can you say other than he plays power play with McDavid, and that's pretty much all you need. But he's one of the best centers in the game. He can play make really well. Yeah, and score really well. Benefits from. You know, that Edmonton team with McDavid, points are going to come. He's a great player in his own right. Yeah. Because he usually doesn't play on McDavid's line during the regular season. He'll be like 1-2 with McDavid. He'll play with the power play, but he'll mm-hmm. play on the, like the second line with, you know, uh, who is he playing with, Yamamoto and someone else? Mm-hmm. He's on the Kind of flip-flops, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, like, even 5-on-5, five five, he's a great player. And he's not playing with McDavid until the playoffs. He was, remember, was it the, it was the Calgary series. He, 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 uh, was he not the best player in that series? Uh, no, McDavid was. I mean, McDavid's hard to beat that. Well, was it against LA? There was one series where, or there was a few, like, few games where he just, uh, carried. Played on, like, through a lot of injuries, and I know. I'd have to say right. his, his, I know his he had like was mangled. three points a game and yeah, average. like he, him and McDavid just absolutely killed the competition. Mm-hmm. His I foot mean, was mangled and he was still just yeah. one of the best players, right? I just want to say in the play, in our fantasy playoff pool, I had the opportunity to have McDavid and Dreisaitl, but I chose Markstrom <laughs> over Dreisaitl. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah, I don't know. Markstrom was great for me because he made it, you know, he made it far, but having those two together, I don't know. I think I took a down on that one. <laughs> just a bit. And I just looked, and he had 32 points in 16 games in the playoffs. Hey, that, that's great. Yeah, that's oh, phenomenal. Sorry, 25. Mm-hmm. All righty. Yeah, was... So we can probably move on to the top two here. Um, I mean, I think everyone can probably narrow down who we have in the top two. I would hope so. I would hope so. Um, Ederson? Uh, maybe next year. <laughs> uh, no. So coming in. At number no. Two, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, moving. Anyways, on. Max, you're saying. <laughs> Continuing on here. Uh, coming at number two, we all unanimously said that Austin Matthews is our second-ranked player, right behind McDavid. No shocks there. Um, so I mean, I don't think there's really much to say about these guys. I mean, they're both bona fide stars. Um, 
in the league, they score a lot of points. Matthew scores a lot of goals, so that maybe gives them a little bit of an edge there. But McDavid just piles on those assists and maybe is a little bit safer of a team, I would say, going into this year. Um, but, I mean, I'll jump over to Kyle if you want to give your point. I mean, we all had McDavid over Matthews, so why'd you do, do the same? <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's, it's, such, it's such a tight race. <laughs> That was a really hard-hitting question. I'm really caught off guard. <laughs> well, I have to. I have to point out Why'd someone. Why'd you do so... what we all did, <laughs> Kyle? <laughs> Why'd you not be different? <laughs> Where's Soros? Yeah, Where's? Um, it... This decision. Soros is uh, Kyle's number one center. Yeah, just, yeah, I don't know where. Mc, yeah, McDavid was way down there for me. Um, Soros is definitely right up there. Um. This is actually a really close decision for me. I kind of wanted to be different because when we all have the same top four or five, like it gets kind of stale. But um, but Matthews, with how many goals he scores and how valuable goals are in our in our pool, he has the potential to be the best center. But McDavid's just old, reliable. Like like especially looking back to what he did last year in the playoffs. I mean. He just found another gear, and mm-hmm. he could he could put up over 120 points this season casually. Like he's just that much better than the entire rest of the league. So, I honestly just don't even see anybody picking. Like if whoever has the first pick in our fantasy drop, I don't see anybody else going besides McDavid. Like in all honesty, so that's kind of we we have I, had I, Kyle pick Matthews before first. That's yeah, true, that was a few I mean, years ago before McDavid yeah. was like, like far and away the best player in the league. Like it was still like Crosby McDavid kind of thing. That I mean, was to what, be fair, like... Matthews Matthews did finish first in our league this year. It was did within he? like a couple points, but close yeah. enough to argue that pick as a first pick. Absolutely, because of the goals. Yeah, hundred percent. I think it's just it's hard. It's hard. It's harder to replicate a high number of goals. So while Matthews had in what sixty goals last year. Yep. And he certainly is, you know, the goals are, are higher point value, like Kyle said. And he's certainly a great goal scorer. He's going to get more goals than McDavid. Like, McDavid is still going to score probably 30 and get a ton of assists. Uh, Matthews, it's, I guess it's more of a risk to assume he's going to score 60 again, even though he should get 40-plus. Yeah, that's a good point. He's just a slightly safer of a pick, McDavid is. Mm-hmm. Totally. I could also see Matthews getting just as many goals, though. Like, like it's not like he was shooting ridiculously stupid numbers. He was, he's just that good of a shooter. Yeah, oh, no, no, I games too. Yeah, yeah, I'm not disagreeing. Yeah, seventy-three games. So I mean, if he played nine more games, he plays a full eighty-two next year. You can almost assume he gets maybe sixty again. Another good uh, fan question would be Matthews or McDavid. I think. Yeah, uh, we'll put that up on our Instagram for sure. Ooh, do that. That's a good. I, th- I think that's a. I think that's definitely a good debate. Yeah, I think for, that for between us, it's pretty easy debate. But there was definitely an argument to put Matthews there, and it wasn't that easy yeah. of a decision to make for me, myself. I would say. I mean, you could argue who you'd rather have on your team, or. Who would you rather build your team around type of thing? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, who's the faster skater? Um, things like that. Should <laughs> 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 we move on to uh, our dark horses? Yeah. Yeah. Did you want to kick us off? Yeah, you want me to start it off? For sure. Okay, so I originally had three dark horses because I feel like these three players could uh, easily, you know, be like top 15 but i'm just gonna kind of do um i'm just gonna do my two because i can't really um choose between the two i got uh philip daniel on the la kings and i have uh vincent trochek i'm choosing these two because i mean daniel coming in on la he's got a new kind of top six with him with kevin fiala i don't know if they're gonna be playing together but that just kind of increases his chances on the power play to score more and he's great defensively as well, too. So, I mean, like some more block shots. He'll hit some more. He'll get um, He'll put up points as well, too. He's no slouch in that area. And Trocek having him in the past on fantasy, he's all around as well, too. He may not be, like, your top center, but he'll do everything that, like, a second-line center would or, like, a third-line center would to get you points in fantasy. So those are kind of why I chose those two guys. What, what do you guys think in uh, – in regards to that i mean as someone who's also had trocek i do agree with that pick a lot i like it he's going from a very good team to another very good team i would say in new york so he have some i think he's been blessed his and... career yeah yeah he's, blessed. yeah he's been playing on good teams like... uh you know a player that really does everything he plays on top power play he hits blocks you know Similar to face off wins, just all over and yeah, <laughs> face offs. Very important. What are uh, these things you're talking about? Face offs. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds useless to me. Yeah. Um, I do uh, think Dano is an awesome pick, though. Um, yeah. As well, because yeah, like you say, he just does everything right, and and last season he really found his own like. Montreal, he didn't he didn't score many goals. He was more of a shutdown center, but LA's kind of got him doing everything, which is really good to see. Yeah, now he has more options. I feel like too, like he's got like LA's gonna be a better team, and he's got more options for scoring, so he'll put up assists. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, all right. Looking at these uh, dark horse picks, let's go with uh, Maxwell. <laughs> Maxwell, you got an interesting one. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you were really roasting me for this one before we start recording, um, as usual with most things I do with you. <laughs> Shade. <laughs> so I have, from the Florida Panthers, Anton Lundell. Uh, just played it, finished his rookie season with them last year, finishing with 44 points in 65 games on a very killer third line with Reinhardt. And I... To have to double check the other line mate. Oh, it was Marchment. There you go. It's on the tip of my tongue. So they're obviously a little bit different of a team going to the next year, but with him entering his sophomore season, I can see him being a very important factor for them. And, you know, for them wanting to be a contender again, they're going to need him to really pull his weight. And, you know, with him making entry level salary, it definitely helps for their cap situation. And, for such a great player. I know Kyle is also a big fan of it, so I'll pass it over to you. Yeah, he's, he's. I mean, if you remember back a couple of years ago at the World Juniors, uh, 
he was just lights out for Finland and last season he played a really strong role role in their team. He wasn't a top six guy, but he was a solid third line center. So I think he's just gonna keep on growing and being able to play with Barkov as well. He's gonna learn a ton and just be a super useful player for them. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> uh yeah. He, so, I it, mean... Who's their second line center? Bennett? I mean it's still probably Bennett, yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, I could see Lundell kind of taking taking some minutes away from him, or who even knows? Who I knows? mean, at least on every website I can see, he's still he's listed. Lundell is listed as a center and left wing. Um, mm-hmm. So who knows if they want to move him to a wing? But I feel like they'd rather him stick in his to his primary position. Yeah. No, he'll be he'll be a great player for them for a long time. Um, it might be tough with their salary cap situation once he gets out of his entry-level deal, but... Oh, yeah, it will be. <laughs> but, but but either way, like he's a solid, solid player, and he's only going to get better. Yeah, in two years, Florida's going to have a very tough cap issue with a lot of their players ending. All right. Yeah. So we can move on. I'll pass it over to Erin for her Dark Horse. Okay, so hopefully I don't get roasted as much this week for my Dark Horse pick. Looking at you, Mikey. It's always <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I mean, come on. Can <laughs> <laughs> you me? All right. So my Dark Horse centerman this week is Josh Norris from Ottawa. So the reason that I chose him was purely just because of what Ottawa has done in the offseason. I think they're going to be a much stronger team this year. So when you look at his performance already last year, if Ottawa as a whole is going to perform better, I think just his all of his stats are going to be going up. So he could be a sneaky pick that actually turns out to be pretty beneficial to have on a team this year. Um, yeah, any thoughts on that one, guys? I don't watch too much sense, so I don't really have much to say, but I look forward to watching them this year and learning a bit more about some of their players. I, was, I tried to watch some of their games last year, and they're so god-awful boring, but <laughs> I I think they made a ton of improvements, like I was saying earlier, and they're going to be an exciting team this year. Yeah, I think this could be a, a good pick. Um, I hadn't really thought about it until... Um... You said it, Aaron, but I, I I think, I don't know, again, a lot about this player, but I think he's going to be a great player for the Sens. And I think some people are kind of writing off Ottawa. Um, but again, like, they've brought in a lot of, they got a lot of young offense, and they add other pieces, like Debrinkat, Giroux. Like, they could be a high-scoring team. So this could be a great pick. Cool. One of the one things I want to quickly note about Norris is that he was indeed part of the trade package uh long ago when they traded away eric carlson uh so that pick is still or that trade is still biting uh you know them in the butt still <laughs> damn Sanders could sense could really use a player like that right now <laughs> or sorry sharks i meant sharks could use a player like that. Yeah, yeah yeah that's that's what i meant to say <laughs> it's all good man they have carlson at 10 mil a season that's fine that's fine <laughs> All right, Kyle, why don't you give us your dark horse? Yeah, my dark horse um, is Robert Thomas from St. Louis. Obviously, we talked about Kyrou a little bit, and I think um, Kyrou and Thomas kind of fall in the same category of just like 
really stellar young players. Um, they, I think they played together last year a little bit and, and they just lit it up. Um, Thomas is a really good all around player. Um, and yeah, sorry. I kind of blanking, but yeah, Robert Thomas. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I don't know why I hit a fucking wall there, but here we go. <laughs> when in doubt, just say his name. Yeah. <laughs> who, All right. Who, who yeah. Had him last year in fantasy, did did any of you guys? Uh no. I want to say Rayhan might. Is it Rayhan? Yeah. Yeah. Who, for your fans listening, is the only member of our fantasy, you know, league that isn't in this podcast. But we'll try and get him on for a guest appearance or two. Yeah, Doctor's life's too busy. Yep. <laughs> All I'll, right, I'll tell you guys right now. I'm looking at oh. Yahoo. Sorry, I'm I'm looking at Yahoo. Nobody had him towards the end of the season. I don't know if he was dropped or anything, but nobody had him on. He's on FA. Interesting. Oh, oh yeah. wow. <laughs> All right, Corey. All right, Corey. Hey. Okay. <clears throat> so as uh, mentioned earlier, my dark horse is Jack Eichel. I did have him at number six on my fantasy rankings. Um, Jack Eichel is a great player. We know that. Um, and I think, you know, it was just, he was unfortunately buried on a terrible Buffalo team for so long, but this guy's a competitor and wants to win. And his uh, fresh start is going to be uh, so revitalizing for him. Um, the last, his, his, you might say, oh, his points, like, wasn't very great. Well, yeah, it was this last couple of years in Buffalo were brutal. Who had a good years on that team? <laughs> and then, Jeff's. Uh, is it, okay. Um, <laughs> and then uh you know then the injury issues like he clearly didn't want to be there basically finding with management um now he's going to a vegas team and yes like goaltending may be an issue with vegas but like he's there uh i mean he should be the top center he's got players like marcia so um riley smith carlson mark stone so like they've got a solid uh forward group um, he's going to get, he's going to be the face, basically. He's going to be the face of the team. Um, and he's going to have tons of opportunity. Uh, so I think this could be a big year for Eichel. And it's, I think we're going to see like a new Eichel. And I think if he's going to hit the potential, which I don't think he has since he's been drafted, I think this guy's a franchise player. I think he can carry a franchise and be, um, be up there with, um, I would say the, dry title McKinnon type uh, type players. So um, if he's going to do it, it's going to be in the next few years in Vegas. So I'm for sure uh, have taking uh, Jock Eichel as my dark horse. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, to be fair, like as soon as Eichel went to Vegas this season, they kind of instantly started falling apart, mainly injury-wise. So we didn't really get a chance to really see him on a strong Vegas team yet. So yeah, I totally agree with you, Corey. He definitely could have a much different season this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we like his talent. There's no question about his talent. Um, I think the biggest question is just how he's, um, you know, w- w- with the the injury status that he had and the uh, his surgery, like how he will kind of perform after that. Um, but you know, I'm 
I'm hopeful and I'm I feel positive that because uh, I remember watching him in Buffalo. Like this guy's a competitor. Like he wanted to win, and that team was just terrible. Um, <laughs> so I'm excited. I'm excited to see more of him in the Pacific. My question is, Corey, would you pick yep. Eichel in this fantasy draft coming up in a couple of weeks? Would you pick him yep. before Barkov? Uh, well, here's the thing. You guys all have Eichel lower on your list, so I could probably take Barkov and then wait around and, and then take Eichel. <laughs> okay. And after all the good points you made today, he might move up a little higher. Yeah, yeah right? That's why, I'd, yeah. Yeah, we'll That's be like... too busy taking Zabanajad and Aho, so it's fine. <laughs> fair, fair. Crosby. Crosby. Yeah. <laughs> Number one. Pedersen, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think has higher upside for this season, Miller or Eichel? Eichel Miller. Eichel Miller. For for upside, definitely Eichel. But I think it's well. Eichel I mean, Miller. okay. Well, I mean, okay. Yeah, upside. I mean, Eichel doesn't. I mean, so he can only go up here. <laughs> come on, like for like better season, Miller. I should have worded it better. Who's gonna have a better season, Miller? Miller. 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 Wait. <laughs> oh, okay. Usually your questions are a lot harder than that, not gonna lie. I was told not <laughs> to have any hard questions. Well, at least prepare us for them, because usually you're just a modest and yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alright, Mikey, I know you wanted to make a point here. Did I? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. About Not about what? Miller and Eichel. It's a different point. Lindholm. There you go. Oh yes, thank you. Yeah. I okay. Sorry. I don't want to spoil I just it. completely blanked. I I blanked right like as Kyle did earlier. Um. So I respect our, it. We, we did our we did our wingers rankings last time, and we didn't include Pasternak. I gave Pasternak a shout out. I also want to give Lindholm a shout out. Uh, I think Lindholm is easily like top twelve. I had him on my tenth. I had him number ten on my fantasy rankings. I just uh, don't want to. Don't want to like you know forget the good centers who actually like he's Selkie nominated. Um, scores goals, puts up points. I think he should be in there too. But again, with the averaging with all of our lists, it didn't work out. So yeah, I mean he'll probably maybe be playing with Huberto. So pretty good line mate to have over there. Yeah, that'll be gross for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, we can move on here to our uh, fan question from last week. So our question to you guys were, uh, who is your dark horse centerman? So we kind of covered a few here, and uh, I know Mikey shares similar results as some of our fans there. Uh, so as he already kind of briefly talked about, we had answers about Trocek and uh, Philippe Donal. Um <laughs> Another two that I really liked. I'll start off with uh, Dylan Cousins. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Uh, with Buffalo, looking to have a pretty big breakout year on a team that you know is looking to get a lot better, and their you know their team's looking actually pretty sneaky. I would say so. You know, anyone have any thoughts on that? To be honest, Buffalo. having a player on a team like Buffalo is kind of scary to me just because there's such yeah. like a uh, potential that you know just the team as a whole doesn't do good and that's gonna affect him a lot 
but I don't personally know a lot about cousins, so if any of you guys have deeper insight, by all means. Nope. I mean, the same thing as you said, like, he's on Buffalo. It's, like, hard to keep track of these teams that, like, you watch these games, even if they're playing, like, you know, Colorado, Kyle watches, we watch the Canucks. If they play Buffalo, it's just, like, kind of like a mindless game that we're, we're watching in a sense. Like, it's not really, like, we don't really keep up with it. But, yeah, I, I mean, mean like Max said, Buffalo is looking a little bit better. So, I mean, perhaps he's not someone we draft, but if Buffalo seems to be turning themselves around, he could be a sneaky pickup later in the season. Yeah. It's hard for, for our leagues, too, because you have to take into account there's only six of us. <laughs> so six of us, we yeah. draft 20 players. That's 120. Whereas, you know, these deeper leagues that have like 10, 12 mm-hmm. teams, they get a lot more players taken. So you probably would see almost these types of players um, deeper down that would be drafted. But in our leagues, there's always pretty good players that aren't even drafted. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say that you you hit the nail on the head there. Like in a deeper league you need these guys like Dylan Cousins, um that is might not be the most consistent all year because he's still only in his second NHL season, but um he's got all the skills and the potential to, to put together in a couple of years and hopefully he can put together a couple of good months of hockey. Mm-hmm. Kirby Doc or Dylan Cousins? Dylan Cousins, power play time. Yeah. Um, more upside. Okay. Yeah. In my opinion. All right. And uh, lastly, for our uh, Dark Horse centerman, I really like this pick too. And I think Kyle will agree. I'll jump over to him in a second. But uh, Marco yeah, Rossi dude. of Minnesota. <laughs> uh, you know. He missed a bit of time. I'd have to double check what injury he had. I know it was almost to do with uh, COVID. He got hit with yeah. it and he missed a lot of time. But one of their top prospects that will be looking to make a big leap into the big leagues this year. So, Kyle, what's your take? Yeah, he he got knocked out with some with some post COVID sim or post COVID complications a couple of years back. And then last year, he played a couple games in the NHL, but um, spent most of his time in the AHL and had a pretty great season. Super skilled player. Um, he's someone who who might not be playing. Or he'll probably be playing like middle six minutes this year. Um, but when it comes to like power play and like and, and late in the game, you want the puck on his stick. Um, you want him controlling play with with Kaprasov, So very exciting time in minnesota especially with all these young kids coming up and their team's starting to come together and hopefully get through get through the cap woes that they're faced with and <laughs> go from there but yeah really really good uh dark horse sentiment pick there yeah shout out to you <laughs> uh anyways <laughs> anyways here so our next fan question for you guys is uh what team is making the playoffs that missed last year? So there's lots of options to pick from here. We got a lot of teams that improved. Uh, we talked a lot about Ottawa. So next week we will be discussing, I believe we'll be discussing a lot of our division predictions. I know we went over the Pacific one a couple of weeks back. Uh, so we're sorry that the next few are so 
off track with the other one, but we'll go through that and also you might see our picks on who made them who's making the playoffs that didn't last year as well, but we'd love to hear your thoughts on it as well. Cool. All right. Well, I think that about wraps us up for this week. Um, as Max said, just make sure to head over to our Instagram to answer that fan question. We always appreciate hearing your thoughts. Other than that, we'll see you guys next week. 